Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Story time. Hello, Horror Den. I am a South African man living in Motherwell, Scotland, UK. I am 42 years old and I have been living in the UK for 18 years now. I moved here in September of 2004. Now I never really... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We believed in cryptids. In fact, being brought up as an average straight white man. I was always told to believe that you only believe in a creature's existence when it has been catalogued and its DNA is on record. In 2004 I moved to the UK and at that time I was living in a town north of Liverpool called Southport. It is in Merseyside in the northwestern part of England. It is the usual sleepy English seaside town. Several weeks after I had moved there, round about Christmas time, me and a bunch of my friends decided to go visit a forest area in the countryside nearby a town called Formby which is also just north of Liverpool. Now the Christmas time of year is very cold, grey and bleak. So when we arrived at the forest and got out of our cars and walked about a bit in this forest, it looked very eerie, like something out of one of those old Dracula movies or out of a Bram Stoker story. 
Not long after arriving there began this weird howling noise, it gave me the creeps. My friends told me to not worry about it, it was probably just the wind. But that did not feel right for me. So I looked at the treetops. And they were not swaying about at all. I pointed this out to them but they told me not to worry about it anyway. Things as I just felt like something was not right. Anyway this weird howling sound continued. And then the sound started to become like a primal growl. Really deep and guttural like that of a great African ape. I could not believe it. Here I was in frigid England, in the middle of a forest hearing these ape-like growls. I started getting twitchy now. I had not seen anything but I was sure this was something animalistic and not some natural element. So in this bunch of friends, there was this fellow South African. I said to him Herman, his name is. Herman, does this not sound like apes or monkeys to you? You know like the ones back home in Africa. He listened for a while. Then he said yes you are right. That is exactly like the monkeys and apes in Africa would sound like. With an absolute look of bewilderment on his face. Our friends then started to laugh and say that the monkeys had followed us from Africa. And as they were laughing there was was this loud howling bellowing scream which seemed to fill the heavens, the forest, the ground, the trees and our very bodies. Needless to say they stopped their laughter and we all got out of there as quickly as possible. We drove out of that forest pretty much at top speed and spent the rest of the day at the dunes nearby Formby where we knew there would be more people and we would feel safer. Well it has been many years since that happened and I landed up moving about until I settled in Motherwell, Scotland, UK. And even though I never saw anything physical that day it must have been something animal or cryptid to have made such a terrible sound. It is a sound I never heard before and I have never heard it since. But if I did hear it again I would instantly recognize it. Since then I have become more open to believing that cryptids or animals or whatever you want to call it may exist but that does not necessarily mean I always believe every story. I am also thankfully for your channel and the work you do because I have not told many people my story since it happened but when I do I just get the old nod and roll of the eyes like to say okay crazy. And the thing is that I did not see an animal or cryptid, I just heard sounds. So I can only imagine how much worse the treatment must be if you heard a sound and saw a cryptid. Well feel free to use this story for your show if you want. Me and my family have been seeing some stuff over the years and to me it's terrifying. I have only experienced it two times, the first time was when I was like 7 and this is the worst paranormal thing I have witnessed looking back but I went in the kitchen and looked out the back door and something laying down like a dog was looking at me, like eye contact. One eye was yellow the other was green, I tell everyone in the living room something is outside and when they check it's literally gone. The second time I seen it was when I was going to get firewood for the stove and as soon as I opened tie door, something right there moves extremely fast, causing me to jump back. Other members of the family have experiences too, like my sister who was taking the dog out to use the bathroom. There is an old woodshed that we don't use anymore but that's where the dog used the restroom and my my sister said it looked at me which was absolutely terrifying. I took the dog out once and it was the same spot. I turn around and look at a big bush, it starts shaking violently I force the dog to move with me back to the house. My grandmother liked to be in her car while watching stuff and drinking beer, but one time it ran past the front of her car and she couldn't leave, she asked us to go out there and escort her back, she doesn't do that anymore and it was like her favorite thing to do. Not sure if this is the same thing or if it's related but another time when I was 7, I woke up and something whispered my name. This scared the absolute shit out of me and I went crying to my older sister. This happened again when I was like 10, and they were both coming from the back porch, where I saw it laying like a dog. Speaking of my older sister, a while ago she was going up to the house through the back field, which was really high grass at that point, she and her friends stopped because of some rustling somewhere close, and something full sprint was going towards them and they run to the house quickly as possible. We haven't had much happen recently, until a few weeks ago. I was on call with someone with my sister and I was messing around screaming for some reason. 
Me and my sister hear something scream back, we both look at each other and go inside. We live in the woods not close to much so that really freaked me out. Their ATL East was a trend around Appalachia that's, not deer. My father was with one of his friends and they were hunting, they see a skinwalker because the deer they saw ran and hid behind a tree which kept peeking at them eventually it runs off but is much smaller. His friend got pictures of its footprints which could be actual proof but I can't get the pictures, the place they were was close, but not at out property. One of my biggest fears is one of our dogs coming back from outside, and it not be our dog, and it gets inside. In 2016 I was homeless in Santa Rosa, California. Leading up to this event a lot of weird things were happening. Mainly just other homeless people I encountered that I just chalked up to them being either on meth or crazy. But after a few weeks the frequency of these encounters and the theme just didn't sit right with me. So, one night I'm sitting on a bench on a place called Cancer Park. It's a pretty nice October night. In this park are big Douglas fir trees. So I'm sitting there and I look up at one of the trees. What I saw I can't really classify but if I had to I'd say a demon maybe. It was basically made out of the tree, about 50 feet tall. What I can remember is it had a head shaped kind of like E.T.'s or Johnny Five. It had glowing gold eyes was green, like the tree. The weirdest part was when it lifted up a hand and did that thing where someone like cranks their first while slowly raising a middle finger. You know that corny thing you do as a middle schooler like fishing reel your middle finger. So I just sat there kind of dumbfounded looking at this giant tree demon flicking me off. I stared at it for a good 5 minutes just kind of giggling to myself, I wasn't really scared just more shocked. As soon as it appeared it disappeared and the tree just looked like a tree. During this time I saw another thing in a tree. It was like a dead mariachi guitarist again made out of the tree. Something came to my mind that the dead mariachi had been murdered either right where that tree was or nearby. Don't know why just popped in my head. When I saw the first tree demon I got a thought of a guy at some kind of meeting hall being ganged up on and like a vigilante justice being served for something he did. I saw a few other odd things during this time. A sort of electric panther running down a hill. A weeping Mexican women made out of rocks. I saw a friend sitting by a bridge at night said hi and as I got closer no one was there. If you ever go to Santa Rosa look. Around and I bet you'll see something weird if you're there long enough. Today me and my mom went to my mom's friend's cottage in a remote area to bury her pet bearded dragon that was stored in her freezer for like 3 months. She was a beloved pet and she had wanted to bury her earlier but her brother wanted to dig the hole so she had to wait bc he lives in another province and he owns the property. While her brother was digging he actually claims to have found the foundation of the first house in the area where the whole family died in a fire. They, my mom and her friend, were kind of scared that was bad juju or something but did it anyways. Previously, her brother found artifacts like coins from the 18th century and children's bones, according to him. I believe him on the coins but am skeptical about children's bones. Is it bad juju to bury a pet in a place that could be haunted? I didn't feel or see any haunted stuff while there or have anything bad happen to me. We read the rainbow bridge and told her we would meet her again one day. I felt like she was at peace slash in a better place. She died at age 14 and didn't want to eat or drink anymore near the end. I burned sage the whole time and it burned so hot we had to put it in the fire pit. I saw something in the fire pit that looked like a cross between a cacomissile with a lemur's face. Its body was kind of cat-like. It was striped but smoke-colored, like the sage smoke, but then it suddenly disappeared. It seemed obviously spectral to me. It didn't seem like a bad or ominous spirit. What could it have meant? If it had a meaning. I got home from work last night and fell asleep watching a YouTube video. At some point the lights turned off, probably my mom peeking in, and when I woke up, 
The light coming from my alarm clock was obstructed by an all-black figure with a dark, almost navy, blue eyes reaching towards my bird's cage. Thinking it was one of my parents I said what the hell are you doing in my room and it looked at me. I'll never forget what it looked like. Its eyes were a lot bigger than human eyes and it looked almost. Scared? It still freaks me out with how it was reaching for my bird. I was paralyzed in fear making eye contact with it for a solid couple minutes before I could reach slowly for my bedside table lamp, and when I turned it on it disappeared. Happened a few minutes ago. Bright flash occurring about one third mile away. I'm pretty colorblind, but it was very white slash blue I think. Got brighter for maybe half a second, then faded. Saw three flashes, first two a few seconds apart, third flash about a minute after. Took up between 5 to 10 degrees of my view for size reference. Was not exceedingly bright to the point of being unable to look but about 10 times brighter by visual estimate compared to car lights at the same distance. Each time was followed by fairly low humming lasting a few seconds. Occurred in residential area. No lights on in their street now, but it's also really late so I don't know if there were any lights on before the incident. Guessing it's some electrical short and overhead power lines. We'll check out tomorrow. I've always been open to the strange and paranormal, but recently I had an experience that was so bizarre there's no doubt in my mind that it was real. I live in Big Rapids, Michigan. I have this friend Steve who loves to scour the internet for supernatural and conspiracy stuff. One day he came to my house all excited about something that he found on Reddit. To me, that was already a red flag. He said there's been chatter about a supposedly abandoned underground military bunker in the Huron-Manistee National Forest. I never heard anything like that and just laughed at him. But he tried to talk me into checking it out. I was skeptical but he showed me the thread which even had pictures from the alleged site. Someone posted coordinates on landmarks in case anyone wanted to look for it. Here's the thing, there were also sightings of a strange creature in the area and people speculated that it was connected to the hidden bunker. I know your listeners are familiar with dogmen. There's tons of stories on your channel about encounters all over the country. Michigan is actually known for its dogman sightings. Even in my hometown of Big Rapids. I've heard about it from some time from the old timers, but I've never seen one myself. The creature that people describe sounded a lot like the dogman basically a werewolf type creature. Steve didn't want to go alone and I finally gave in. As long as he treated me to an eight corner all meaty from Jet's Pizza. The Huron Manistee National Forest cover nearly a hundred thousand acres. Steve followed a map and the coordinates took us up a trail. But then we took a narrower trail and went deep into the woods. I had no idea where we were began to worry. As we hiked we heard rustling sounds nearby. I was a little concerned because there's bobcats and bears in the forest. And I'm pretty sure we weren't on any kind of official trail. I swore I smelled something too. Like rotting meat and sulfur. It didn't bother Steve so I kept my mouth shut. Then we heard something else. I don't know exactly what it was, but it sounded like a hyena. Which would be crazy, it was fairly close too. I said we should head back and that this was just a wild goose chase. But Steve insisted we were close and even pointed to a large white pine with carvings in the trunk. That he was sure the Redditors mentioned. We finally came upon a small hill, that housed a concrete door buried under a bunch of foliage. I couldn't believe it. And Steve had no qualms about rubbing it in my face. Still, I was worried about whatever animal made those weird sounds. Steve was only focused on one thing as he pulled open the door and went inside. I reluctantly followed. We used the flashlights on our phones to look around. It was mostly empty, except for some old beer cans. From the outside you wouldn't be able to tell how big the place was. But as we went further I realized it was a sprawling complex. There were several rooms, some with old dusty tables and cabinets and gurneys. 
It looked like a medical or a research facility. Steve took a lot of pictures. It's clear it hadn't been used in decades, but I couldn't understand how this place stayed a secret all these years. Steve said the Redditors thought the military did some kind of secret experiments during World War II. I would have laughed before but at that point I thought anything was possible. He was intent on finding something that would prove those theories. But outside of some old rusted equipment, there was nothing. I was hesitant to go any further as the place was a large labyrinth. Steve made fun of me but then we heard noises somewhere up ahead. It was the sound of clattering metal, like someone was knocking things over. I grabbed Steve and tried to head back but he shook me loose and called out to whoever it was. Taunting them. I thought he was nuts. Then we heard it, that hyena sound echoing in the concrete maze. It grew louder and for the first time that day Steve gave pause. That's when we saw it. At the end of this long corridor, a massive figure emerged. The flashlight wasn't strong enough to get a good look but it was definitely an animal prowling on all fours. It was huge. With stringy black fur and this wolf-like face. Steve took a picture and when it flashed. A hyena laugh erupted from its throat as it stood up on its hind legs. That's when we saw that its upper body was actually human-like, with arms that put Dwayne the Rock Johnson to shame. This thing was huge maybe seven feet tall. Steve screamed and we both turned and ran. We heard the creature galloping behind us. Closer and closer. We finally made it to the entrance. Slammed the door shut and kept going down the narrow trail. As we ran, we heard that hyena sound again. And something in the bushes behind us. Who knows if it was the same creature from the bunker or another one. We finally made it to the main trail, but we kept going until we got to the car. Nothing followed us. We stood there in silence for a few minutes as we caught our breath. I had a hard time processing what just happened. But Steve burst into a wide grid. He was excited about what we saw, and that he had proof to prove those conspiracies. Then the color drained from his face as he searched for his phone with all the pictures. It was gone. He probably dropped it somewhere in the bunker, or the forest. I told him there's no way in hell we're going back. He got angry at me and demanded to know why I hadn't taken any pictures. All I could do was shrug. I got an earful from him as we got into the car and drove back. He kept his word though. I enjoyed the pizza from Jets. Turns out I worked up an appetite after almost getting attacked by a dogman. A week later, Steve told me that the Reddit thread had been deleted. He thought our encounter had something to do with it. Like maybe the military was still watching that place. I thought it was for. The better. No one should be snooping around there anyways. One of the strangest things happened to me last night as I was laying down for bed. My partner and I had done our nightly routine as usual, and even though I was exhausted I couldn't fall asleep. I kept feeling like something was off, so I did another check of the house and have chalked it up to late night heebie-jeebies from being up alone in the dark house. As I'm laying in bed again I shift to my side so I'm facing our bedroom door and I see a green light shining through the crack in the top of the door. Our computer sits right there and the keyboard does light up, so I thought maybe I'd forgotten to shut it off before bed and just missed it when I double checked. I get up to check again, and it's off. I checked TVs, made sure blinds were pulled closed, looked for anything that could account for it and decided maybe my eyes were playing tricks on me. I turned to go back to bed, and see our bedroom door is closed. I don't remember closing it but I might have. I normally don't when I get up for short trips to avoid making too much noise. When I opened the door our room was pitch black. I don't mean it's dark and no lights are on I mean I couldn't make out the shapes of furniture, I didn't see the light from our router or the light from our heating blanket cord. It was like looking into a black hole. Even typing this I'm getting a knot in my stomach. After staring for a while trying to get my bearings I decided to just close the door again. I got some water and convinced myself it was probably just an overactive imagination and insomnia. When I finally gathered the nerve to go back to our room, it was normal. 
Everything looked like it should. It was one of the more bizarre experiences I've had as I can't figure out even a semi-logical explanation to explain it away. I don't have a history of hallucinations, wasn't on anything, had slept normally the night before. I'm not even on any kind of medication other than allergy at the moment. Hopefully whatever it was stays. Away tonight. When I was around 7 or 8 years old, my friend Brooke and I were having a play date and we were playing in the backyard of this abandoned mansion that is neighboring my house. We were sitting and playing together in the concrete patio when a window from the mansion randomly shatters. There was a baseball-sized hole in the window and glass fell all around us. We freaked out and ran back to my house and told my mom what happened and wanted to bring her up there to show her. We bring her there and I remember my heart sinking into my stomach when the hole in the window had disappeared, along with all of the broken glass scattered about. The window looked just as it always had. I remember my friend and I started crying and telling my mom we weren't lying and it really happened. I remember being so frustrated that she would never believe us. Has anyone ever experienced something similar to this? I live alone in a strange house. It has a two bedroom, one bathroom, and one kitchen with only one door and slash out. The bathroom is sandwiched between the two bedrooms and has a door to either one. The doors lock from the bedroom instead of from inside the bathroom. The kitchen runs the length of the two bedrooms and bathroom. I lived here with a housemate for a bit, but she moved out. I always keep my bathroom door locked. When we were living together, we would be hanging out in her room and hear my stuff being moved around. Upon investigation, nothing was moved and no one was there. After she left, I hear noises from the other room of things being shuffled. I don't go into the other room and I don't open the doors to it ever. In fact, it is locked. Sometimes I hear two swift knocks on my bathroom door. It happens at random times and always happens when I talk about it out loud on the phone or to people I have over. This never happened when the other room was occupied. I don't feel uneasy when I'm in my room, but the bathroom makes me a little anxious. I visited Avebury with my dad and younger sister for the first time a few days ago on the winter solstice. We also decided to visit some of the other old Neolithic sites nearby including West Kennet Long Barrow. Straight away my sister wouldn't even go near. It was bright daylight as well, so we laughed at her and just thought she was being silly. My dad and I went inside and straight away I started getting this awful feeling. Went back outside and the feeling went away, so I went back inside. But got the exact same feeling. It's hard to explain the feeling exactly. It felt really heavy and oppressive. Like something was pressing down on you. Made me feel breathless as well. Spoke to our dad afterwards and even he was like, yeah, that place was weird. And he doesn't believe in anything paranormal he was there more for the history of the site. Not gonna lie we went to Stonehenge and we were right up close enough to touch the stones but felt absolutely nothing. No energy at all which was kind of disappointing. Avebury had good energy and felt really positive and welcoming. I would never go near West Kennet Long Barrow ever again. Just dark energy. I grew up around Point Pleasant. As a kid, the Mothman was ubiquitous. Everyone had a story. Relatives, neighbors, friends, brothers, Roommates you get the idea. Just hearing about it always gave me the chills. My parents divorced when I was young and me and my mom eventually moved out of Point Pleasant. I was an only child and I'd spent summers with my dad. I loved them but I didn't feel like I was that connected with them back then. He used to take me camping a lot. He was an outdoorsman and he loved introducing me to the beauty of nature. It was okay but honestly I would have rather watched movies or played video games. During one of our trips, I wandered from our site to gather wood for a fire. The sun had already gone down and it was getting pretty dark. 
I wandered a bit too far and as I looked around I didn't see my dad or our Ted. That's when I heard this strange clicking sound coming from up in the trees. I looked up and froze. Dropping the sticks in my hands. The shadowy figure was perched high in the branches, maybe about 20 feet up. Two glowing red eyes pierced the darkness staring right at me. They were big and round. And I remember being held under their spell. Like I was hypnotized or something. I was convinced it was the moth man. The branches creaked as the creature stood up and spread its massive wings. It swooped down from the tree shrieking. I docked and covered my eyes and felt this gust of wind as it skimmed over me. I stayed curled up in a ball screaming, until I felt my dad pick me up and hug me. Said it was the Mothman as I sobbed uncontrollably. He calmed me down and we walked back to our tent, where he cooked us dinner of hot dogs and canned beans. We ate in silence, and he could tell that I was still bothered by the experience. We heard an owl in the trees. And he said a lot of times, Owls are mistaken for the Mothman. He took out a flashlight and shined it around the trees trying to find the owl. Sure enough, he caught it in its eyes. Reflected this orange-red glow. The owl flew off after being identified, but I was sure the creature I saw was much bigger. I asked them what the Mothman was. He thought for a moment then he said it was a force of nature that we just don't understand. But it shouldn't be feared. Instead it should be revered and respected. I never heard of the Mothman described that way. And I asked him if he ever saw it himself. He paused thoughtfully smiled and shook his head no. Normally after dinner we'd stargaze and my dad would point out to constellations. But I just went into the tent and tried to go to sleep. That night I had a horrible dream with a vivid imagery of fire, broken glass and twisted metal. At the time I had no idea what it meant. But it was so real. I woke up screaming. Once again my dad had to calm me down, when I told him about my dream. He gave me a strange look. We weren't scheduled to leave until the following afternoon. But I was so unnerved I begged him to go home early. My dad was a good sport and didn't complain. As we packed up our stuff I felt guilty and apologized for ruining the trip. He reassured me that everything would be okay. And that we'd make up for it with the movie night. As soon as we got onto Route 62, I felt much better. The next day we were watching TV in the afternoon. In a breaking news story interrupted the program. Apparently there was a major pileup on Route 62. After a big rig overturned. Several cars were involved and there were fatalities. It stopped traffic in both directions for hours. My dad commented that it happened on the same route that we took home. If we stuck to our schedule and left the campground when we were originally supposed to, we very well could have been involved in that accident. They continued watching the news in silence before finally turning to me and admitting that he did see the Mothman once when he was in high school. At least he thought he did. He and some friends were driving along Route 62 one night. They were drag racing. He knew it was a stupid thing to do but they were just teenagers. Suddenly, a winged creature started following them. No matter how fast they drove it easily kept up he. Said it was dark and that he couldn't make out its features. But he never forgot its large glowing eyes. He and his friend slowed down and the creature disappeared. That night he had a dream exactly like the one I had. He thought it was a warning, and vowed never to race again. Unfortunately his friend died in a car wreck a few weeks later while drag racing. One of the things that you hear about the Mothman is that he brings doom. Like the infamous Silver Bridge collapse in 1967. That more or less introduced him. While some blamed him for that event and other tragedies over the years. My dad believed that the Mothman was just an omen. How you interpret it, is entirely up to you. I know some will say he's evil personify. A servant of the devil or something like that. I don't think he's good or evil, he just is. He doesn't pick sides. But if you see him set aside your fear and pay attention to what he's trying to tell you. I don't know what I actually saw that night in the forest. It was dark and my overactive kid imagination, immediately saw a monster. But like my dad said and even proved, 
It could have been an owl. I can't help but think that the signing in my dreams were the Mothman trying to warn me. Just like he warned my dad. I wondered how many other people he appeared to. And how many of them listen. The relationship between me and my dad changed that summer. We became closer. I guess sharing bizarre experiences will do that. I haven't seen the Mothman since but I haven't been afraid either. My dad is old now and we don't go camping like we used to. But I cherish every moment with him. In some way the Mothman taught me that, life is fleeting and never take it for granted. Hello guys, I will talk about two stories on this post that happened to me again with I think the same shadow person. The first one that happened a few months ago, I woke up but still in my bed, and was kinda between sleep and lucid state. There are two pillows which I use to sleep in my bed, the left one and Tay right one. When I woke up I was really close to the pillow, the left one, but I slept on the right one, my head was turned towards Tay left side. So I felt strange because I felt the same type of energy I feel when the shadow being comes. I also felt that this being was here again to play and have fun by himself. The being pressed and pushed my head on the left pillow, it was really hard to resist and to go against his own move Mon, of course I tried to push my head backwards but quote difficult. In the same time I felt my mouth was opening on its own, I was shocked and thought that maybe he wanted to go inside. I resisted with great difficulty but I did it. After that I remember nothing. The second one that happened to me this night, so I slept normally but woke up one thirty hour after falling asleep. I dreamt about creating pictures with a night cafe but in real life, it was odd and strange. I went to the toilet and after coming black to my room I fell asleep. Before going to sleep I prayed for Jesus Christ to protect me. But after some time, here they are, they are coming again and the prayer did not work. I woke up again but I had my eyes closed and felt a pressure on my chest like somebody was sitting on me, I tried to breath with difficulty but after this somebody was doing pressure movements on my chest like if someone is needing help for the heart. I opened my eyes and saw a black figure with feminine silhouette standing and watching me in front of my bed, she was wearing a hat of the 50s and looked at me. With confusion at first I thought it was my model figure, because I have one in my home and put sometimes the clothes I made on it. But this was impossible because I don't have a hat like this and I did not put my model figure in front of my bed. I then knew something was strange and it was probably the shadow figure. I closed my eyes and then felt my left arm going up without me controlling it. I tried to put it down but again it went up and again I put I put it down and finally woke up but when I opened my eyes I saw that my arm was still next to me and was never pulled up. I then think because it happened me some other times that in fact we are waking up but with our astral body and our physical body so the entity can move our parts of our astral body because of that. Hello. My name is Shinan. I am a journalist living in Turkey. Paranormal investigations are my hobby. I did not experience this story. Happened to one of my readers who sent it to me to publish. I live in a village in Zonguldak. My name is Dilaver. A male name used in Turkey, when I was a kid, the women in my village usually gathered in a house at night and told horror stories about jinns. Thus, they unnecessarily scare themselves. Since I was a kid, I used to go to these meetings with my mother, listen to the stories, and be influenced by them. Our village is an old mountain village, which is neglected and secluded. The entire village is on a slope. There is no single flat road. There is no lighting in the streets either. But there is a mill at the entrance of the village. My mother and her friends used to go to the mill in the morning and make cornmeal until the evening. There were cherry laurel and fig trees around the mill. One day, I went to the mill with my mother. The day had not dawned yet and it could be considered night. We put sacks of corn in the mill to grind and make flour. I had to pee, and the mill did not have any toilet. I had to pee under a fig tree. After I peed, I went back to the mill again. While I was working in the mill, 
My mother told me, I will go to the house and come back soon. Do not go anywhere. I don't know if it's psychological but once I was alone, I started to hear someone calling me by saying, Hey! Hey! I panicked when the door of the mill suddenly opened. I got out of the mill to check whether there was someone outside. Once I got out, I think I saw someone under the fig tree. The light of the mill was not lighting that area much. Maybe this is because I believe the shade I saw was looking at me. Suddenly I thought, I hope that is not a djinn. I shuddered with this thought. I went back into the mill and closed the door. However, it opened again. I panicked when the door suddenly and harshly opened again. I didn't know what to do. Instinctively I wanted to get out and run as fast as I could. When I got out to do this, I saw dozens of shades around the mill and in front of me. I went back in, entered the mill, and sat down. I started to say prayers I remember while crying. I lost myself with fear. During this time, my mother arrived and took me home. I bruised the arms of my mother with my nails. However, I didn't even realize it. When I returned to normal at home, my mother, father, and other members of my family asked me what happened and why I was so scared. I couldn't tell what I saw to anyone. Just because I may feel the same fear again while telling it. In the following days, I wanted to forget the shades I have seen but my nightmares didn't allow me to do so. In my nightmares, someone was constantly trying to strangle me. These dreams were so real that I usually woke up out of breath. I had these nightmares every night when I went to bed without ablution. My family, who noticed that I lost mentally, took me to the Imam of the village mosque. They told him about me. However, the Imam didn't see any problems in me. He told me that I'm okay and the problems I suffer could be psychological. However, I was not crazy. My family thought mosque imams might not understand such things, and they took me to another hoja. This hoja was experienced in jinn haunting and reversing spells. This hoja put a bowl of water in front of me when we went to meet him and he said, now look at this water carefully. If you see anything in the water, tell me what you see. I swear, I saw the ones who strangled me. I told what I saw to hoja. I answered the questions of hoja. In the end, the hoja gave me a vefk. He said, you have to carry this vefk on you. Jinns cannot approach you as long as you carry this, and they cannot harm you. However, if you take it off or lose it, they will haunt you and they can even kill you. I have been wearing that vefk for years as a necklace. After that day, I had no problems with jinns. However, the problem is I lost that vefk a few days ago. I don't know what to do. Explanations. 1. According to a common Turkish popular belief, the surrounding of the fig trees are one of the places, where there are many genes. Therefore, people often avoid getting closer to fig trees, especially in the evening. It is believed that peeing under the fig tree causes genes to haunt the person. According to a linked belief, people who will fall down from a fig tree will certainly be disabled or die soon. 2. Vefk, it is a kind of talisman crafted by writing letters and numbers, which are believed to have powers and effects, into square and rectangular shapes in certain mathematical equations. I joined the army. Not because I wanted to, but because my father was in the military. And his father before that and his father before that. So other than it being expected of me I always just felt that it was the right thing to do. I thought I would be disappointing my family if I didn't also enlist. It was the worst mistake of my life. Other than the severe depression and PTSD, I experienced something that I cannot forget. No matter how hard I wish I could. At one point I was stationed at Fort Dietrich in Maryland. The details of how I wound up there aren't important but I was there for much longer than I would have liked. The thing about the military is that you surrender all control to someone else. So no matter how much I wanted to leave that place, it really wasn't up to me. Something you need to know about Fort Detrick is that back in the day, 
In the 1940s shortly after the Pearl Harbor attack the base was used to experiment with some pretty intense and bizarre biological weapons. It's a fact that most don't like to talk about and it isn't mentioned all that often while on base. But it's there. There have always been rumors of some toxin or another accidentally being released into the air. But I always just played that off as childish scary stories, or twisted rumors. That is until one night I saw something that I can't unsee. In fact I see it every time I close my eyes. I was going for a walk late one night, when I couldn't sleep. It was a crisp and quiet night and I was really enjoying the walk. It seemed as if the entire world had come to a standstill. Nothing seemed to be moving, everyone seemed to have been asleep. It felt as if I was the only person in the entire world. All I could hear was the cool breeze and the sound of my own feet as I walked. I still remember wishing that I could freeze that moment, and enjoy the peace for the rest of my life. At the time I wasn't very happy. I hated being in the military and I felt very lonely and isolated. As I was walking, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. It sort of came out of nowhere. I was enjoying the silence and the peace and boom. It felt like there were a million eyes on me. I kinda stopped and peered around to see if I could see anyone else. I couldn't see anything, so I carried on walking. Then I felt it again. Like eyes on me watching my every move. So I stopped walking. I looked around again, this time more carefully. I just couldn't shake the feeling. Then from behind the wall of another building, I saw something peering its head out at me. As it saw me spotting it. It ducked back behind the wall. It seemed unusual, like the behavior of a child. But much much larger than a child. I took a few steps closer and called out to it thinking it was just another person behaving strangely. I figured maybe they were smoking something or drinking when they weren't supposed to be. I walked around to where I had seen the thing, and there was nothing. I stood there for a while and wondered if maybe I had imagined the entire thing. Then I saw that the dirt had been disturbed where I was standing. So I knew I wasn't imagining it. At that point I still thought it was a person. So I walked around the building to see if I could find them. I found nothing. I waited a moment to see if they'd come back, but then I heard a loud bang from the roof of the building. It startled me completely and I stumbled backward a little bit, I landed on my butt and immediately looked up. On the roof was a massive skeletal creature. It looked like nothing but skin and bones. Although it didn't look like a human at all. It seemed like there was something human about it. It frowned at me as if to figure out what it should do next. I was so afraid. I couldn't get a word out and I could hardly breathe. Before I could catch my breath, it scampered over the roof. It jumped from building to building almost too fast for me to keep track of. I saw it, as it disappeared super fast. I sat on the ground for a moment afterward to make sure I wasn't dreaming. I don't know what I saw but I know that I had a really hard time sleeping until I finally left that base. To this day I can't help but wonder if what I saw was the result of some leaked biological toxin from the 40s or something like that. This story happened to a friend of mine. I share it here with his permission. My friend described what he experienced as follows, year, 1986. There were no electricity or road in the village. The villagers had to go to Elaza a city of Turkey, to meet their needs. The road to the center was two to three kilometers from the village. It was necessary to be on this road at 4.30 a.m. to reach Elaza. There was only one car that goes to Elazg. The car was coming back like noon. The road used to go to Elazg was called Sin Derisi, Demon Creek, by the villagers and they thought that strange events were happening there and that it wasn't auspicious. Me and two of my friends started preparing at 3 p.m. to hit the road. The road we had to cross that included the Demon Creek to reach Elazg was on our minds. First, we planned to cross the Ridgeway, then the Demon Creek and enter the highway that leads to Elazg. Afterwards, we hit the road. We lighted our cigarettes while being in a deep conservation. It was utter darkness. There wasn't even moonlight. 
We were slowly encouraging ourselves to cross the Demon Creek and thinking about that moment. We were getting close to the Demon Creek but first we had to cross the ridgeway. The path was so narrow that two people could not walk side by side and it was filled with big bushes. We were moving in a single line. I was the last one in the row. The first guy in the row named Kamal suddenly stopped and he mentioned that there was a black dog watched us without moving on the way. I thought to myself it's one of our village dogs. My friends were very nervous. We were getting more scared of the stories that we had heard since our childhood. I was scared and started reciting Bismillah, eat a Muslim pray. The dog suddenly got out of the way and disappeared after moving a few meters away in the bushes. After the dog had disappeared, we thought to ourselves what the dog was doing there and continued to walk. After walking for one to two minutes Kamal suddenly stopped again and yelled it's the same dog again Hassan before moving a few steps back. Three of us didn't know what to do because of confusion and fear. The dog was looking at us again. I recited Bismillah again. The dog stood up and vanished again at the bushes. My friend said Hassan, let's go back and don't go there. And I said we need to cross this road. If we don't, we will have to tomorrow. We will use this road for shopping. And calm them down, then we continued to our path. My friends were scared. Of course do I. We were talking about why did the dog appear at us again. I tried to calm them down by saying it's just a common dog and following us. We continued to our path. We couldn't believe our eyes what we had seen after 3-5 minutes. A coal black goat was standing on the road like blocking the way. We were so scared. We started to pray and recite Bismillah. The goat suddenly disappeared. Disappearing of the goat made me comprehend that these events weren't ordinary at all and we got scared seriously but going back was unnecessary. I calmed my nerves and went to the first row of the line and I backed my friends. I was both praying and continuing our route. It was only a sharp corner left for the Demon Creek. We were shocked when we finished crossing the sharp corner. What we had seen was indescribable. Long, white as snow, shining silhouette, shape, mass. Whatever, it was obvious that it had arms and legs but its face was ambiguous and so it started to create sounds of rumble, scream, crying. We closed our ears with our hands. We were throwing ourselves out of fear and flapping on the ground. In the same time, there was blindly shining. I started to recite my known prayers. My friends were yelling, cursing and they didn't know what they were doing. I was thinking about how to escape this situation and staying calm. I dragged my friends out of that incident. The screaming voices turned into laughter while we were escaping from there. The laughter echoed in our minds. We head back to the village but we didn't know how we could come back. At the entrance of the village, there was the house of Kamal. When Kamal's parents saw us, they couldn't believe their eyes. They said what's the matter with you? You have paleness in your face. We couldn't speak, trembling continuously, make noises like dummies. They informed our relatives. They also came here. They tried to grasp with the mind the situation. I rest for a while and drank some water and told them the story. The villagers were stunned. They told us to thank God that you could come in one piece. We thought that we saved ourselves but from sunrise to sunset, for 40 days, we had heavy headaches, skin rash, huge herpes in our lips. I'm much older now. But when I was a young man in the 1960s I was stationed at Mount Weather in Virginia. Up until the mid-70s the base of Mount Weather wasn't very well known. I was chosen to be there because I had no near family. Actually I had no family at all. I'd been an orphan and so I had no next of kin or parents of any kind. I think that's largely why I was picked for what happened next. One day I was going about my usual daily business. When I was told that I needed to attend an urgent and unplanned meeting. I followed the gentleman across the entire base, all the way to the other side. When I got to the meeting room, there were a bunch of generals that I didn't recognize at all. They were smiling as if they were excited to see me. They welcomed me in and offered me tea and coffee, the usual. 
From the get-go I felt uncomfortable about it all. They sat me down and told me that they had an assignment for me. I needed to stand in for a guard, that was a way for his health. Seemed like kind of an odd meeting to have just to ask me to do such a simple task. I agreed but they didn't seem too pleased yet. Then they explained to me that the guard I was replacing was stationed in one of the newer underground bunkers that had been built. I had known about them building it, I just didn't know anything about what their purpose was. That day I learned that they had holding cells down there, and that everything that happened in the bunker was top secret. Immediately it made my hair stand on end. Nothing about it sounded right, but I had already agreed to take the job and I'm a man of my word. They wasted no time in taking me down there. The bunker was well lit and state of the art for that era. They marched me fast through the halls I barely had time to look at anything. At one point I asked them to slow down so that I could remember how to get back when my shift was over. They informed me that when my shift was done, someone would come and get me. Again I didn't like the way any of this was sounding, but I was already there and I had already signed the paperwork. They put me outside this one room and instructed me to keep guard. They told me that inside was a dangerous prisoner, and that should something happen to pull the alarm that was on the wall to my left. I agreed and they were on their way. Nothing about it seemed normal to me. But in those days we trusted everyone that was in the military without question so. I did just that. It was a pretty uneventful night and when my shift was over, someone came to fetch me and told me to be ready for them at the same time the following night. Again I did as I was told and the next night they took me back to the cell that I needed to guard. This went on for four nights. On the fifth night I was starting to get really bored of the job. Nothing happened. I had no idea who was in the cell and I had no desire to look. There was a small window that could be opened up here inside but I was under strict instruction not to do so. That night though, something finally happened within the cell. Suddenly, out of nowhere I heard a shrieking sound. It was loud enough to pierce right through the thick walls of the cell. The shriek was followed by intense banging. It sounded like something was being thrown from one side of the cell to the other. I could hear it bounce from one side of the cell to the other and off the roof of the cell even. It was insane. I waited a few minutes and it died down. With a sigh of relief I carried on with my duty of standing guard. Then it happened again. But this time it was banging against the door of the cell, still shrieking loudly. It took me a moment, but I realized that the banging sound wasn't followed by the sound of something falling. This means whoever it was, they weren't throwing an item. They were throwing themselves around that room. It reminded me of a crazed animal that had been trapped against its will. I couldn't imagine who would have enough strength to throw themselves with that much force. So, my curiosity got the better of me. And I opened the little window. I really wish I hadn't. What I saw was a creature so large. It filled almost the entire cell. It had completely white eyes and a wide snarl. Drool dripped from its open mouth as it shrieked again, rattling the small window. Not a single hair was on its body and I could see the bones of its ribs and spine. It was clear that it hadn't eaten in a while. I slammed the window shut and hoped it would quiet down so that I didn't need to ring the alarm. Thankfully, that's exactly what happened. I've spent my entire life keeping this story to myself. In those days we obeyed the rules without question and so that's what I've done. They told me never to say anything, so I haven't. I figured that now all the men who had been in agreement with are likely dead. So I might be off the hook. I don't know what I saw and I wish I hadn't seen it. Perhaps someone out there has the answers for me. One thing I can tell you though is that if something doesn't feel right, it's likely because it isn't. On Christmas I left out a pretty bowl full of beautiful polished agates and I have Shiva shells. Yesterday I saw that some of the stones were on the ground, but it was raining so I was unable to get a good look until this morning. I originally thought the stones had just been scattered, but they weren't. Several were laying on the ground as if someone had been looking through them one by one, 
setting the ones they didn't want on the ground so they could look through the bowl. I should have taken a photo, but I was excited and just went into cleanup mode and put the stones back into the bowl. I did notice that they took all but one of the Shiva shells, and that one happened to get covered by a leaf. I made sure to look through the leaves that were on the ground right there and there were no more Shiva eyes left. I also think they took some of the agates because it looks like there were fewer. Earlier this morning while it was still dark I took my dog out to pee. I suddenly turned because I felt like I was being watched and a pair of those eyes were just 20 to 30 feet away from me peeking just over the top of one of the cars in the driveway. Holy shit, y'all, I've seen their eyes so much but never this close. They are huge. I thought it was a reflection on the roof of the car, but there were no light sources to be reflected. Then it clicked that I was seeing two round, yellow eyes bobbing up and down from the other side of the car. It startled the shit out of me. I hurried my dog up to get him inside, then I went out to the back deck to watch their next moves. I never saw them, but I can feel their energy, I'm an empath slash clairsentient, and once I felt it go back to the woods, I went back out the front and saw them looking for me from the trees directly north of the car slash driveway, they were peeking around a bunch like they were trying to see me. Honestly, I just stood there for a few watching them watch me. Dawn was breaking so I knew they needed to go before they could. Be seen. As it was getting lighter my mom called for me so I just went ahead and left the driveway and went back into the house. Sorry for not thinking to take a photo of how they left the bowl. Someone would have probably called it fake anyways. I'm going to order more shells to repeat this experiment. I rented a room from a very dark energy person. Lots of things were always happening. This dark energy person moved in about the same time I did. And shortly after, all the trees in the yard started to die, one by one. And there was a lot, and they were watered and treated for bugs intended too. All different kinds, a peach tree, a huge pine tree, two junipers, an apple tree. I don't know what they all were but is certainly something to take note of if this happens to you. Even if it's just the house plants that die suddenly. This person started to zero in on me. I stayed in my room all the time to avoid having to deal with this person directly. Then things started to appear in my blankets, body shapes. Like a head under the blankets, or an arm or a leg, things started to appear under the bed. I could hear and feel them moving around, or hitting my mattress. If you really want to get freaked out, take a video of under your bed when you are having something like this happen, or an anxiety attack. Then, something under the bed, we can call it the bone man, would come and wrestle me for my blanket or clothing, in the dark. Waking me up, fighting for my blankets. I never saw this entity. It was always dark. One night it was pulling on my clothing. I had to grab its bone fingers and pry them loose at least four times from my shirt. I was more asleep than awake while doing this, so I was thinking to myself the wooden buttons on my shirt were getting stuck on my wooden headboard. And I had to pry each button loose, one by one. By the time I got to the fifth button, I was fully awake, and realized, I had a t-shirt, no buttons and what I thought was a wooden surface catching my shirt by its buttons was actually bone fingers. This thing tried to kill me with bones three times in a span of about eight months. It would do so by shoving what felt like a chicken leg bone down my throat blocking my airway so I could not breathe. I don't know how I survived the final attempt. I was without oxygen for quite some time. I have no way of knowing how long. But it was a long time. I remember thinking this time I'm going to die. It was horrible. I spent a small part of my military career at the Harvey Point Defense Testing Facility in North Carolina. Most people know that the base is completely shrouded in CIA mystery. The rumors and conspiracy theories about Harvey Point run strong and plenty. The facility is hidden away behind large fences and large trees. It's a fascinating place with a fascinating history. But I do hope that I never set foot there again. 
It's a fairly large facility and most of the people there like to make friends, as is normal amongst humans. While I was there I heard many people talking about an animal of some kind that would appear occasionally at night and scare one of the personnel. I was always one of the people who was just too busy to stop and chat. So I never really joined in the conversations. I always just heard it in passing. From what I could gather though, the animal was terrifying. It had scared some personnel so badly that they needed counseling. I just figured it was a large dog or a bear or something. Anyway it seemed to be a rather hushed topic of discussion. I had heard many people talk about other people having seen it, but I had never heard anyone actually say that they had seen it. So I brushed it off most of the time. I had never really thought anything of it, I was always too busy to pay attention. And I didn't care much for spooky campfire stories. That is, until I discovered that it was nothing at all like a spooky campfire story. I was walking through the base one night taking some paperwork with me. For the life of me I can't remember exactly where I was going. But I know that I was walking with determination. I had my head down and I was looking at the papers when I walked directly into something. I remember noticing at first that it felt like human skin, as if I had walked into someone who was completely naked. Only, this, thing was completely cold. Keep in mind all of this happened within a matter of seconds. I looked up and staring at me is what looks similar to what I imagine a shaved bear looks like. Only the skin was pale and it was about three times the size of a large bear. It was scrawny and it breathed heavily. I was completely frozen in place I didn't know what to do. Should I run? Should I call for help? I knew for sure that attacking wasn't an option. The large claws on that creature told me that it could kill me with one hit. So I just stared, unable to breathe from fear. The creature just huffed and scampered off into the darkness. Leaving me there in a state of pure panic. The sweat was running down my back when I finally caught my breath. But with every second that I stood outside, I felt more and more unsafe. So I turned and went back to bed forgetting all about the paperwork in my hands. That night I didn't sleep at all, I just thought about whether or not I should tell someone what I had seen. But then I remembered the way that other people spoke about those who had come into contact with the creature, and all of it had been negative. Those people had been called weak, crazy, unstable, unable to serve I didn't want that for myself. So I decided that I would just rather keep quiet and never walk through the base at night again. The thing that scared me most about it was that I found myself constantly wondering how it got inside the facility. Or if it was rather trapped in there with no way out. Every night, I hear what sounds like someone talking through a very muffled megaphone outside my window. It's always far away but just enough to still hear it. The voice changes like someone is flipping to another channel on a TV. Every night that I go out with my family around our neighborhood for walks or car rides, I never hear it. The strangest part about it though is that it's sound high up in the air, and it starts from what sounds like one side of the neighborhood to the other. I don't know how it's able to get from one side to the other that fast, because my neighborhood is extremely large and has small roads that aren't very direct. The noise always happens between 9 and 11 p.m. at night. I asked a bunch of people in my neighborhood if they heard it too, to which they said no. There are apparently no events in the neighborhood or nearby because I checked with the HOA and even went to town hall and asked about it, but again, they said that there couldn't be any events like that. I wouldn't be suspicious of that fact if not for nobody else in the neighborhood hearing it. I don't know what the noise is or who or what it comes from but I just want it to stop. It has affected my mental health and sleep schedule and I just want it gone. 